0: All right Brandon, I've got a question for you buddy. I know you're working, I got a question for you. What's up? This is the Four Outdoorsmen. It is. It's Mark and I are the Four Outdoorsmen right, along with What's this crap about the real talk Outdoors and Tommy Newstrom and what they're coming on in an hour or so? Yeah,
1: why did they get yeah. the plug before you got Well, yeah. cuz they say they're coming up but they say but first starting things off with yeah. stories is the Four Outdoorsmen. We need our names in there. Okay. <laughs> We can do
0: that. Just kidding. We want our names on top of the building because those guys are at seven. <laughs> Very go.
2: All right, we well, I will pass that on. You
0: Just pass you, pass. you got a lot of pull around. You pass it to the round of the big shots, will you?
1: We're going to have to do some uh, new liners and stuff anyway for you boys. So. I think so. The yeah. two outdoorsmen. The two outdoorsmen. Well, you each, yeah.
0: you each count for two. Pretty, so pretty soon, I'll be talking like Mischke. I'll be all by myself, you know?
1: <laughs> I love that, man. Oh, that just brought me back to ice fishing up at Ballard. Yeah,
0: look, that's a story, man. I, I'll tell I've you
1: what. I listen to, uh, I don't know how many hours of Mischke. But oh,
0: the, the guy, the guy uh, wait, hang it, don't the hang tornadoes. up. The tornadoes. No, no, yeah, so. don't hang up yet. But we, uh, this is a 4 outdoors. I'm going to start laughing already. Um, I'm Steve Sturcinski. My buddy, Mark Lukey, is here. We are Sa- Samless. What's the song by... Uh, uh, Garth Brooke, that is... But I'm Samless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam um, is uh, uh, doing other things with uh, Cappers Outdoors and, and more power to him. But we, some, Brandon and I were ice fishing in the Ballard's, Bob FM Ballard's bus tour mm-hmm. two months ago, whatever. And he's been a Miski guy. Who, no, some people don't know Misky from KSTP from years and years and years ago. And you had... You have, you've got hours of tape with this guy. Brandon Brandon is one of these guys will be on top of a post office with an Uzi someday. <laughs> one of these days.
3: Is, he's all yeah. by himself Uzi listening. Uzi wouldn't be very accurate. He's, he's,
0: listening. No, he's, he's, yeah. he's <laughs> listening to a podcast. But he had, Miski was talking to a guy who called in and said, is this Miski? Yeah, that's Miski. He's talking about tornadoes. And the guy was talking about tornado, tornadoes are so cool. But what are people so freaked out about? He said, I tell you, if I ever see a tornado coming, I'll just... Get just out of the step out of the way. Just get out
2: of the yeah, way. Just, ole. I
1: mean, and, they move pretty slow. I'll find and Mischke milked this for a half <laughs> yeah. an hour
0: or an hour. Oh, God, it was just funnier. You can than find hell.
1: that whole bit under uh, MischkeMadness.com. That's the the ballad of Blow Zephyr. <laughs> it, it is well worth listening. I don't, to. I don't
3: even. I've never heard of it, Mischie.
0: Oh, Mischke was on KSCP like Midnight's, and he's all by himself, and he's very intelligent. Look, look him up. Yeah, you'd um, like him. He, he
1: was a really funny, great broadcaster, yeah. and his sh- whole show like just was kind of designed to feel like it was sort of stream of consciousness, just you know, off the cuff. But like you can tell, he was very, very organized and good at what he did. But he makes it seem so. Isn't free. it against
3: radio protocol to promote other channels? Uh, pro- well, <laughs> we he's been here. fired for years. Oh, <laughs> he's okay. no longer on the air. <laughs> Go for it. And yeah. also,
0: again, this is the four outdoors, but we'll get to we'll get to outdoor crap here and pretty soon. Cares? I promise you. But anyway, so anyway, so Misky, this guy is calling about, and he, and he he called the wrong. He thought yeah. he, was, he thought he's calling the weatherman. Oh, so the that's weather Mishki
1: told him, "Yeah, I'm the weatherman. Yeah. My name's Blow Zephyr." And the yeah. guy was like, "Okay, <laughs> Blow, uh, let me ask you this." And he starts asking him weather questions, and Mishki just kept going with it, and it became a, a a a regular thing. Like the guy would call back night after night, thinking he was talking to a weatherman, right. named Blow Zephyr. Right. Until finally, Mishki felt guilty and was like, "I gotta come clean, man." And My number
0: one. And number two, uh, Mischke was saying, this is probably illegal. You know, he, he's probably, Well,
1: and he did end up getting fired for putting yeah, somebody on yeah. the air that he didn't give uh, a notice that Funnier they were. Funnier than the hell, air, I'll tell you what. Mischke is the man. He was you one of the learn best.
0: more here by accident than more, most places by design. That's a Joe Souchere thing, right? But uh, look up, try to find the Mischke thing. It's really a lot of fun. Hey,
3: Stu into the Four Outdoors, I'm Marky Boy. How you doing? Hello. Hello, how you doing? Well, it's just me and you. I guess so. we uh, We're doing good. What a wonderful weekend. Happy Memorial Week. I don't know if you say happy. Do you say happy Memorial You know weekend? what? I, I, That's, I, I, it's kind of weird to yeah. be like, enjoy the remembering of Father. But you don't want
1: to say like sad Memorial Day. Yeah. Depressing Memorial my Day. I to- need is, a better word than happy.
0: My thought is, is that. Safe? No, 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 no. I, and I don't care what you say. It's a, have a nice Memorial Day, or whatever. But I, it's it's sad that we have to remind people to yeah. think about those who gave their lives for us. Correct. And I know it's nice to honor them. But we should honor them subconsciously, at the very least, every day of our lives. Yes. That was pretty good, wasn't it, Brandon? That was pretty good. Very respectful. He, he, he gave me a thumbs up. Thank, I yeah, know but, we, we've
3: accidentally gotten in trouble in the past for saying, like, uh, well, Memorial Day is to remember those who have fallen, correct? I
0: guess we might have yeah, said that. Yeah, those that
3: didn't make it home. Veterans, Veterans Day. Veterans Day is to celebrate everyone. Those who served. Okay. Yeah. So, When are we, we going to have a right
0: left-handed pole on from the east side of St. Paul Day?
3: We do every day. <laughs> every Sunday at 6.
0: Every Sunday at six. Hey, before I forget about this, I just left the Minnesota Twins another disappointing loss. We'll talk a little bit about that, I suppose. But uh, one of our team leads is and her name is Karen. She's an outdoors person. She's funny. She lives for the outdoors, and she travels about an hour and hour and a half every time she comes to the ballpark. And on day games, she gets she listens well, to so the Twi- do you from Chita. Yeah, I know that I did just for, just for you. But she listened to the the uh, the show quite a bit. And so Karen, shout out to you. Oh, that's uh, thanks nice. for listening. Uh, she's about the only person who has worse jokes than I do at, at the Minnesota Ballpark. And worse, she, as in uh, not dirty. No, no, just they're not. Yeah, just they're yeah, dad she, jokes. You no, know, they're cheesy. yeah, they're dad jokes. Yeah, cheesy. She loves giving cheesy jokes every day. But a wonderful lady, but Karen, for thanks for listening. And and I just came back from Devils Lake, and we're at Woodlands Resort having dinner. They cooked up all of the fish we caught. Not That's all awesome. the fish we caught, and uh, but they did a great, great job. And there's yeah, about ten young guys. About high school kids, you could tell all by themselves at a table celebrating something. I went over and talked to them, and and they are they're from K- C A N D O. I think it's Kando, North Dakota. Uh, Tanner called it Kando, but it's Kando, probably North Dakota. And they're the uh, the Bearcats of the high school baseball team, and they just qualified for the state tournament. Cool, this, yeah. And it was so cool to talk to these kids, excited about it. It was funny about it. They're all six. There's only one senior on the team, and. Uh, uh, these kids stood up and they're all about, oh, 6'2. Six, six, you know, oh, just, yeah. oh, it's crazy how big oh, these yeah. kids are. Congratulations to those guys, the Cando or Can Do or baseball team, the Bearcats. Can Do attitude. They said they'd be listening and, uh, boy, kick some butt in the state tournament in North Dakota. Good for you guys.
3: Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations. Uh, kick some butt. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, uh, my son Nick is. In little league, it's ten to twelve years old. I mean, there's six some six foot kids. I swear, <laughs> yeah. at twelve years old, you're yeah. just like, "What is going on?" Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. So anyway, beautiful day out today. I heard on the radio because that's where all good news comes from that this is one of the only Memorial weekends that hasn't rained in like ten years or so.
0: Oh, I worked. I worked uh, three baseball games Wednesday, th- Thursday, and today, whatever it is, or who knows what days I worked. In the last four or five days and it's been gorgeous. I know. If you go to a Minnesota Twins baseball game and if they suck, if you're sitting out in the sunshine uh, enjoying yourself, it's well worth it, man. Don't complain. Well, and
3: it's not scorching hot either.
0: Oh, It was gorgeous.
3: It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh,
0: but it was a lot of fun.
3: I oh. think we have our first guest for Already, Rocket Man's on the air is a ten is a
0: six ten already. It 6-10. We've been BSing that much already? No, Brandon just
1: starts us three minutes later.
0: <laughs> Not this time. We're only like a minute late. Uh, uh, two. Bob. Two? Oh, that's right. Who's yeah. counting? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you are, apparently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, our first guest is Bob Krejci. Bob Krejci lives in New Richmond, Wisconsin. And uh, I was fortunate enough to have Bob join me on the uh, Devil's Lake Media event, which sounds like I'm a big shot. And uh, Susie Kenner and those guys from Devil's Lake Tourism put us up and did a wonderful job. And we had so much fun. And I'll tell you what, Bob Krejci, my buddy, who you know very well,
3: mm-hmm.
0: caught his personal best. And I want to hear his story, and I want all the accolades in the world, Rocket Man. We call him Rocket Do Man. Do I get
3: the assist for not going? Yes. Bob, you
0: got my spot. Yeah, it's like it's like I've, I was a best man in someone's wedding because someone had to back out. That's <laughs> that's true. And that's that's Mark. Bob, welcome to the Four Outdoors, my buddy.
4: Hi, hey guys. How you doing?
0: It's been a while since you've been on, right?
4: Uh, yeah, probably, but... Uh... It's always a pleasure.
0: Good for you. I'll tell you what. Go ahead, Mark.
3: Oh no, you go ahead and ask your. No. Tell tell us about you. You got a personal best, Now Bob? You've you've gone on lots of trips with us all over the world, <laughs> and uh, you know sometimes we we catch them, sometimes we don't. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know you've had some slower trips recently, but doesn't sound like that was the case this time. Is that true?
4: This was a fantastic trip to Devil's Lake. You know, Devil's Lake is. I told my wife, it's fishing heaven, Mm -hmm. and it's. um, she says, well, why don't you just go get a job out there? (laughs) Were you like, like, see you later? I'd have have to buy a $100,000 bass boat, and uh, it'd it'd have to be a pretty high-paying job, but uh, oh, it's just a wonderful place to go. I get excited every time Steve and I go out
0: yeah, there. Yeah, Kathy says, oh, come on, follow your dreams, Bob, or get your ass out of my house. One of those two, <laughs> yeah, right? Go, yeah, yeah.
4: One of those two, yeah. I have trouble figuring out which one. <laughs> <is, but>,
0: uh... <laughs> That's why you're still together. Hey, I'll tell you what, what was cool about it, we've, uh, I've been to Devil's Lake a lot of times, more than Bob has, and literally, <laughs> I don't care if it's the best fishery in the world, sometimes it just does not work, and it happened to Bob and me last winter. We just didn't do well. We did enough to make it worth our while. But now says Susie, had it's all set up. We had different guides on both days, three different people in boats every day, so you got to know all the media people, all the guides, and it was really, really well set up. The first day, Bob and I were together with Arnie. I mean, Roger, who's Arnie? Roger. That's Roger. Do you remember Roger's last name? I don't. No. We don't. We're seventy-one years old, man. We don't anymore. And this guy had a what's the name? What what kind of uh, boat did he have, Bob? He
4: had a, a pro. Uh, I think it's a
0: ProCraft. No, Northcraft.
3: Northcraft. What yeah. is that? A yeah. polar craft?
0: Polar craft. Yeah. Polar craft. <laughs> I'm like, go. what's a Northcraft? Yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah. and, and polar craft had been around since 1951. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big outdoorsman. You know that as far as boats and all that. Heck, that was, it was an unbelievable ride. And this guy had a 300 horse on it plus a kicker. And Rocket Man Bob and I are going 50 miles an hour on the water. What's all that is flying? But he, it was a great, great guy. He knew what he was doing. Wonderful man. And then the second day, Bob, who were you fishing with on the second day when you caught the, the big walleye?
4: I was fishing with Jared, and I don't know Jared's last name either, but uh, the, both these guys were just wonderful to be with for four or five hours. Yeah, yeah.
0: Tell us all about it, because you know, when you were, uh, the first day, uh, Roger had us uh, just bobber fishing, slip bobbers. And by the way, Mark, I've got a whole bunch of stuff for you. All right. Slip bobbers, all kinds of things that we got, a mm-hmm. care package from Susie. Cool. So we fished slip bobbers the first day and we limited out with leeches? No, no, we didn't touch any leeches.
3: Well, that's good. What did you use? Just minnows? What did we use,
0: Bob?
4: <laughs> we had <have> leeches, Mark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you even know Stu? were I, you there? I was there, but I they served cocktails on the boat. <laughs> and uh, you, you were got,
3: throwing your purple jig from 15
0: years ago <laughs> yeah, that you haven't changed. Yeah, with uh yeah, it was. No, they gave
3: I was fishing with a
0: $500 rod and reel. Wow. That's my whole tackle box and my fishing rods.
3: <laughs> Me too, probably. And it was I
0: I can't see the name of the 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 rod, but it was it was wonderful. I offered the guy 300 bucks for it, and that's me. That means that's how good it was. It was that beautiful. But anyway, so we slip over the first day. We we had four in the boat, and Bob, did we catch our limit the first day?
4: First day we limited out by, I don't know, was it 11 o'clock in the morning, something like that?
0: Probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there were some nice ones, 18. Inchers, maybe one or 2, two twenties, something like that. Most of them, fifteen, seventeen. Eaters, they're good eaters. They're eaters, like just Sam says, they're eaters. And that was, and that, you saw the photographs we posted up, but that was fun. But Bob, tell a story about your second day.
4: Well, my second day was like I was with Jared, like I mentioned, and uh, you know I'm not a big walleye fisherman. I, I fish crappies, I like can uh, bluegills, and uh, I'll go bass fishing, but walleyes have always been kind of the elusive creature of the. Or the waters for me, but I'll fish them that time to time. But it's Devil's like I, I would have never thought of fishing in four feet of water like we were fishing in, right? Uh, first day we were fishing, I think five to six feet. And I've always heard walleyes are deep fish, and that's where you fish them. And um, but we were in four feet of water that second day, yeah. and uh, we were throwing the Northland uh, jigs and uh, a slip bobbin with leeches again, and um, it was windier in hell. just. 25, 30-mile-an-hour winds, which is just miserable. <laughs> but we were up there to fish, and that's what we did. And uh, we found kind of a little bay that kind of got us halfway out of the out of the wind. And Jared said, I've never been here before, but uh, let's give it a try. And it seems like anywhere you go on Devil's Lake, you're, you're going to find walleyes, uh, particularly in the month of May. But uh, uh, we were back in there fishing, and I was in front of the boat because Jared wanted to look at a, the electronics, so he had to sit in the driver's seat. And the other two people fishing were in the back of the boat. Well, he's got the spot lock. And unfortunately, the fish were biting in back of the boat better than they were on the front. But it didn't really matter. We were, we were fishing. And um, so I was trying to just throw in the side, stay out of everybody else's way. And um, we were kind of fishing an area, and there was kind of a channel that went back to a back bay where there was somebody in that back bay, so we couldn't go in there. So we kind of stayed outside of that bay, and we're just kind of fishing around that channel. And... I tried in different spots, and, uh, you know, I caught a few fish, uh, caught a few walleyes, and uh, all of a sudden I kind of threw out towards that channel, and uh, the thing was sat there for about five seconds, and I could see the bobber twitching. So you, when you're bobber fishing with flip bobbing like that, you know, you want to give them a little time to take the, take the, uh, the bait. Yep. And, uh, of course, mine went down, set the hook, and I thought, uh-oh, there's something big on this line. And uh, I thought maybe it was a big northern because uh, the, the gal that was in our boat had caught a, a nice northern, and there was other northerns around. I think I caught two of them prior to that. Yeah,
0: Brooke probably caught a 36-inch northern. Probably, that's minimum but based on what I saw, but good for her. Yeah,
4: yeah, it was a nice fish. It looked like a log coming up out of that water. Cool. But uh, I, I was pulling mine in, and I mean, it put up a nice fight. And uh, like I say, I'm not a big walleye guy, but uh, I, I really didn't think it was a walleye coming in because of the way it was fighting, and, and you know, it, was, it was a good-sized fish. Um, we get up to the boat, <laughs> look at that! or holy smokes! Let's get this thing in the bo- in the boat. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, it took us about thirty seconds once that thing was in the boat. It kept making a run away from the boat like you know big fish do, and um, we finally got it in. and It measured twenty eight inches, Beautiful. and uh, it just uh, uh, it was <laughs> just a really nice fish. Now I'll tell you what and, what's, uh, cool,
0: what's cool about this is I was not in the second boat with Bob. And it's neat; they mix everybody up. Mm-hmm. You have to meet everybody, and that makes sense. You know, you. Uh, it was just a, a perfectly set up. So anyway, at the that evening, this we had, we, of course, we had shore lunch, not shore lunch, but box lunches from Susie both days. Uh, we had a nice dinner the first night, and then uh, the second night, Woodlands cooked our fish, and thanks to Kyle in that game because usually they only do that for people who are staying at Woodlands yep. Resort, and so Susie, who is uh, the director of uh, you know that was like, like tourism uh she sweet talk kyle and kyle's we'll do that for you guys we had about 20 25 people there and they really really was blackened was one and and just lightly breaded as well so after so susie surprises brooke the lady who caught the big northern and rocket man bobby here who caught the walleye congratulations you guys got and they gave he gave both a trophy which is nice. kind of cool a little plastic trophy yeah. is kind of cool and um they're getting ready for a photo shoot and bob goes God, I got to put my tooth in. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Steve. Yeah, that's right, yeah, that's right, yeah. That's my best buddy, Bob. Great there. Well, can, I'm excited for you, and thanks, thank you for joining me. Bob and I played a couple rounds of, of golf, one on the way up in Fargo, one on the way back in Alexandria. Great it week. was It was probably one of my top five fishing three-day things that I've ever done, and, and part of it is because of you be, being there with me, Bob, so I appreciate you being part of the team, so I'm Thanks a lot. Let's do it again next time. Mark can't go.
4: Yes. Uh, any, yeah. Anytime you want to back out, Mark, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> all right. Well, uh,
3: fortunately for you both, you don't have full-time jobs. So you, you go on all these adventures and send me pictures. Okay. In 30 years, yep. you'll be just like
0: us. Bob Crecci, <laughs> New Richmond, Wisconsin. Keep on fishing for your crappies and all that, but uh, I'll see him in the golf course, Right, buddy?
4: Very good. Thanks guys. Right.
0: Take care. That's a lot of fun. That's a great, it's a great story. He was honest to God. He was so excited he was um, like a little kid in a candy That's store. That's awesome. Because he never – he's a crappie guy. Yeah. He just goes out and he fishes four or five days a week. Yep. He's a very, very serious – you know him as well as I do. Oh, yeah. And he's very good at what he does. This is a whole new ball game for him, and he's hooked on uh, – Well, um,
3: ju- you know, there just isn't the numbers of walleyes where he's fishing in western Wisconsin like that. And
0: things. Devil's Lake is five a day, ten in possession, and, uh, uh, you know, Bob's got to catch some jumbo perch right now. That's his yeah. next goal. Be right back with Jared Mazurik, I think it is is from uh, the MDHA, Minnesota Deer Hunters Association. we got some stories to tell. Be right back.
5: Checking in with the four outdoorsmen. Find them at
6: mybobcountry.com under the weekend tab.
0: If you're an angler, Devil's Lake speaks for itself big fish and a lot of fish but the entire town is filled to the brim with fun all year round there's weekly movies and concerts in the park early june brings the devil's run classic car show you can take a chance at spirit lake casino or be part of the 47th chamber team walleye tourney on june 23rd and if you like hiking trails or a great restaurant or a round of golf (laughs) devil's lake baby devilslakennd.com and thanks
3: If you love the outdoors and haven't stepped into Capra's on Highway 65 in Blaine, here's what you can expect. It has a huge gun shop loaded with specialty ammo and one of the best gunsmiths in the state. It has a complete archery shop with a 20-yard range on site. It has all the fishing tackle, rods, and electronics you could possibly need. To top it off, the employees are experts with decades of experience. Go check it out and say hi to Sam, Capra's Outdoors.
0: A Lake Plantagenet is a fisherman's paradise and home to Balsam Beach Resort, just five miles south of Bemidji. Balsam Beach is the exclusive resort on the lake and is a perfect Minnesota destination for multi-fishing limits, RV camping, ATV travel, or simply relaxing with your family in a remote natural setting. The boys and I visit every year. In every trip, our families enjoy all of the amenities this award-winning resort has to offer. Beautiful resort, wonderful hosts, great fishing, and that's BalsamBeachResort.com.
6: Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our softshell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with the combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com.
0: Arrowhead Outdoors and Ely, Minnesota. It's a beautiful destination with Minnesota's best fishing outfitter based on the Star Tribune's Reader's Choice Awards of 2022. Chris and Steve of Arrowhead Outdoors have one big goal, and that's to make sure all of us enjoy spring and summer months in Ely during 2023. Hey, there's only one bait store in Ely that's open all year round, which shows a commitment to everyone who loves the outdoors, relish the doorstep to the BWCA. That's Arrowhead Outdoors.
3: Upgrade your summer fun and save big with Power Lodge Power Sale. For a limited time, save up to $3,500 on select aluminum and fiberglass fishing boats from brands like Alumacraft, Smokercraft, and Triton. Save up to $21,000 on select new Godfrey and Bennington pontoons. Hit the trails this summer with the new CF Moto Z4 side-by-side, starting at $99.99. Hit the lakes and trails in style this summer. The Power Lodge Power Sale, going on now. Not all brands carried in all locations. Visit or call your local Power Lodge for more details.
2: Country
0: Bob All right, the boys are back in town. I'll tell you what, it's been a lot of fun. We are blessed to be able to do this show every Sunday. And we have a lot of listeners, and thanks for listening to you guys. I'll tell you, let's get right to it. This is a pretty cool guy we got on, Jared. Uh, uh, Jared, say your last name for us, would you?
7: Missouri. I had it,
0: yeah, I had yeah, it. Yeah, he was right. I was right, I think. I'm a Polak. Are you Polish? I'm I'm a Polak. Are you Polish as well? Oh yeah, Uh, Dubja. Very very Polish. (laughs) Here we go. Fifteen minutes. No, we're going to talk about pierogies and glumpkes. Do you uh, how uh, how Polish is he? That's now we're going to find out how Polish you are. Do you have Polish traditions like any dinners or anything like that?
7: Oh, we love our our pierogies.
0: Oh boy. My you don't wa- say
3: it weird like streeperogis.
0: Perogis. I like to roll my R's. He with, says it weird. Like, I like Mexican pierogis. <laughs> 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 my, wife, uh, my wife, Diana, my mom, first my grandparents made them all the time. It was a big, big deal. Then my mom picked it up. Now, my pretty wife, Diana, makes perogis every year for our Christmas dinner as well as Christmas gifts for everybody. And it is a big mess. I go there. Oh, and make, yeah. I go there and they start out like the size of little dumplings, I want to get this thing done. I make footballs by the end of the day (laughs) because it's just it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot. What do you what do you what do you put in your pierogies? What do you like? You know, we love the
7: the traditional potatoes, onions, and uh, you know the caramelized onion, sour cream, and all of that. But I I also love adding the jalapenos in there and you know getting adventurous.
0: Yeah, we haven't. I haven't haven't gone that far, but we we like uh we we love the the uh, potatoes, some cheese. And uh, onions and sauerkraut. I like this, and you can't put enough oh, sour yeah. I can't put enough sauerkraut in them. But yeah, hey,
7: you got to do the mush, mushrooms and sauerkraut. Never did uh, it.
0: No, never do that.
7: Yeah, it's a great one.
0: Do you guys make them as well, or just go buy them?
7: We make them, and that's that's a traditional Christmas uh, tradition for us as well now.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's be like um, sister cities. We will give you our pierogies this next Christmas. You give us a dozen of yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, like, <laughs> like, like Sassago City in Sweden or whatever the hell it is. I wish I had a good
7: Polish joke right off the top of my head right
0: now. <laughs> okay. I think
7: it, we'll get the better end of that
0: deal. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm going to put you to a challenge. of putting my, my pretty wife, Diana, is listening right now. She's at her cabin in Wisconsin. She listens every Sunday. love you tons dearly for that, doing that, honey. And she's, I'm, I'm. The pressure's on you, Sugar Plum. You've got to make the best podogies you've ever made. Make all the crappy ones for us and make a dozen good ones for, uh, for Jared here. Jared's with, the, right. uh, the, Jared's with the MDHA, Minnesota Deer Hunters Association. What is your proper title at the MDHA?
7: Executive Director.
0: I was right again. I didn't right. even look that up. Yeah. And it's only been about a year, right, if that?
7: Oh, not even. No, yeah. I started uh, first of the year, so we're, we're coming up on,
0: what is that, five months? Yeah, boy, good for you, young man. Good for you. Um, do we do we have him on when? Yeah, yeah, just yep. when he just, just when he got signed up. Yeah. Awesome. Well,
3: yep. uh, thanks yep. for joining us. Uh, obviously, MDHA was in the news recently about the governor's opener thing, and that caught our interest. And we just we'd love to get your take on it, um, maybe about that in particular. Then we can talk about some other things that happened in. Uh, the legislative uh, session that might be good for you, actually. So uh, first off, uh, it came out in the news that you're not going to host the governor's opener this year, and it was a unanimous decision. Can you can you go over that decision a little bit and uh, tell us why?
7: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so really this kind of started with uh, some phone calls from our members encouraging us to take more of a stance and, and really want to see more action from... From the governor on behalf of our wild deer population and, mm-hmm. and deer hunters in the state and so we we actually called a, a special meeting of our our board um to discuss this this issue and it wasn't wasn't a decision that was taken lightly a lot of discussion around it but in the end like you said it was a, a unanimous decision to uh, opt out of participating in the governor's opener this year, um, really trying to urge, urge the governor to take more of a stance, especially in regards to wolf management.
2: Right. Um,
7: so we really we need to see active wolf management in the state for the betterment of our, our deer herd and, and this amazing tradition of deer hunting in, in the state.
3: Have you got so, have you gotten any uh, response or any reaction I'm sure probably a lot of positive response from members but have you have you gotten anything officially back from the state
7: we haven't you know um, I before this decision went out I made sure to uh, contact our partners that that put on the governor's opener with us so the DNR and explore Minnesota mm-hmm. um, wanted to make sure that they knew this this was coming and um, but yeah, really haven't seen much of a response from either the the DNR or the governor's office at this point. So um, we're hopeful, you know, that this will encourage the governor to come out and, and say that he he supports wolf management. He knows what's best for uh, the ecological sustainability of the state of Minnesota. Every species has a, a carrying capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think we're getting well above the carrying capacity for wolves say if you if you look at the wolf plan and really the target population numbers that were set by uh, game and fish and the dnr we are we're almost double that right. target number and something needs to happen and, and we want to see more action on that
3: do you have do you have an ideal number like some miracle happens and um you said that we're about double the population. So, I mean, what what would be an ideal number if, by pipe dream, there was a season? Uh, how many wolves would you like to cull out of the population, if possible?
7: Yeah, you know, um, so the target that was set was right around, oh, 1,700 wolves in mm-hmm. the state. And I, be- I believe we're about 2,700 right now. Well, I mean, you you also have to keep in mind that these population estimates, those are right. any survey they do are winter numbers. So right. that's, that's after winter kill of, of wolves as, and as well as before any pups are born. So it's really, um, that's the bare minimum number of wolves in the state. And so I would like to just return to the science. You know, the, that target number was set for a reason based on... Um, taking in factors such as deer population, carrying capacity of the environment, mm-hmm. habitat fragmentation. They didn't just pull that number out of any out of thin air, right? right? And so why are we allowing our, our wolf population to exceed that by so much?
3: Do you believe that the wolves are the driving factor in what seems like a population decline in northern Minnesota? I know Strew, uh, hunted near Ely almost his entire life. Yep. And uh, the last 10 years or so, have you seen, <laughs> you haven't seen many deer at all, and we see lots of wolf action. Do you think it's the primary reason in the dipping population up north?
7: You know, there's there's never any one yeah, reason for, for any issue, mm-hmm. right? Wolves, wolves are one factor. Um, I mean, the WSI, the Winter Severity Index from this past year, is record breaking, right? right? And it just it keeps getting to be more and more severe and, and so I, I wouldn't say it's it's the only factor. I don't know necessarily that it's it's the most significant factor, but we're here to address every single factor that contributes to the to the decline of our wild deer herd. And right. so um, we really need to see action on every front, and that's what we're we're hoping to see here.
0: You talked about the WSI, with you know the, the weather. Of course, it just makes sense that when the weather is severe, it just makes the 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 white-tailed deer herd, especially in northern Minnesota, more vulnerable. Um, so the number of wolves is almost not irrelevant, but they're going to take more deer. How many how many deer can one adult Male wolf, or I don't give a rat's butt if it's a male or a female. How many deer can one wolf take in a year? You think in a in a winter season? Let's say.
7: Oh man, that is a that's a big question. We um, won't
3: hold you to it. Just an estimate.
2: <laughs> a million. <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs>
7: I I want to say the last article I read was, um, I believe it was seven deer per wolf pack per. Oh week I
5: want to say yeah, I,
0: I think you're right as a matter of fact I read the same thing I think but I think Seven you're right per week yeah and that's and that's a lot and I'll tell you what you know and, and Jared it's not as as important to me as it would be I'm 71 years old don't deer hunt as much as I used to but if I was 40 or 50 or 30 like when I was hunting aggressively I would go nuts about this because I can tell you this just from personal experience up in Ely Minnesota where I've hunted my entire life. They're, the deer population is not dead by any means, but it is so, so non existent compared to 15, 20 years ago. And all you hear is wolves. And, and I talk to a lot of people up in Ely, Minnesota, who say the same thing. They see more wolves these days than they see deer. And I think that's got to change in order to keep the white tailed deer hunt uh, population going here in the state of Minnesota.
7: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so that was really the, the impetus behind this decision is our board is, is acting on behalf of our, our members and their concerns and what they want to see. And um, wolf management is, it's really a no-brainer for yeah. any, any conservationist in the state. We know, like I said, every species, they, they need to be managed.
3: Yep. And, yep. you
7: know, we, we hear all the time, like, these species have coexisted for years without human intervention. Well... That's that's true, but now we're looking at an increasing human population. We're looking at increased habitat loss and and more and more habitat fragmentation. And with that comes the need to actively manage every species Mm -hmm. within the state. Yeah. So that's that's what we're looking for.
3: Well, we applaud uh, your stance on this, and um, I'm sure that your members do as well. On on maybe a lighter note, um, this. Administration is not shy on spending our money, so there must be some good things that came out of this giant, giant spending bill. Are there any positive things to look forward to uh, as far as the deer population in in this latest bill package?
7: Yeah. In the end, this was a very, very good legislative session for hunters and conservationists in the state. Uh, A lot of funding being thrown our way are uh, welcome. Gonna, no, I'm
3: just kidding.
7: <laughs> <right>? <laughs> we're we're going to see a lot of CWD funding coming through and and increased uh, regulations on our our captive servant farms, which is something we've been advocating for for years. But we're very excited to see that. We're also seeing a lot of funding going towards the shooting sports and shooting sports facilities and um, if you're at all familiar with the R3 program, which is a, a nationwide program trying to get more and more individuals uh, into this, this great pastime of, of hunting and conservation and um, the shooting sports is, is one avenue to do that. And so we're excited to see that. Um, and yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of funding coming through, like you said, and, and we think we're going to see some really great results from it.
0: Jared, i'll tell you what we've got a couple of minutes left you know i I, kudos to you guys and kudos to the members who are who are um committed to the mdha committed to deer hunting committing to conservation if they're calling you and contacting you and, and bitching about this stuff that's a good sign that you guys are in the right direction so good for you guys Talk about the MDHA membership. How many members are there? What would your goal like to be? And how does someone get a hold of you if they have any interest in becoming a member of the MDHA?
7: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, the number we use for members, supporters, all of that um, throughout the year is is roughly 20,000 individuals in the state. And that is that is a fraction of the number of members deer licenses sold, and a fraction of a fraction of the number of conservationists and um, individuals who care about the environment and public land in the state. And so we would really love to see that that membership expand tenfold.
0: Um, And how do they get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of you?
7: Yeah, so our website is mndeerhunters.com. Um, that's a great way to to reach out to us. Also on that website, my email, my phone number is there. Please feel free to contact me. Um, but I would just love to highlight the fact that that yes, everything we do is through the the lens of white-tailed deer and deer hunters. But we have over the years created and conserved over seventy-five thousand acres of public land, and that to... is there. That's there for deer hunters, but that's also there for deer. It's there for wolves. It's there for every species in the state of Minnesota. It's there for your birder that wants to go out and and find birds on the weekend. It's really there for every citizen of the state of Minnesota. Well,
0: I tell you what, that's... That's something we we really have to get out, and I really appreciate you mentioning that, and we're going to make sure we emphasize that on our website and all of that because that's critical. I'll tell you what, Jared, they threw your feet on the fire as soon as you got in here. You've only been in the MDHA for five, six months. I'm proud of you, man. This is a big gig you're going through, and uh, we thank you for doing all of that, and thanks to all the members who are involved as well. Minnesota Deer Hunters Association, get a hold of these guys. Become a member if you love the outdoors. And Jared Mazurik, Executive Director of the MDHA, thank you very much for being our friend and doing what you do. We're going to stay in touch with you, sir, all right?
7: Well, thank you very much. And just want to tell everyone happy Memorial Day and give a shout-out to everyone celebrating with me, Uh, my buddy Mike, my dad, and his friend uh, Randy, and my wife and my kids. It's It's been a great weekend, and I hope everyone's enjoying as much as I am.
0: Every day is a gift, young man. Take care of yourself. Thanks for being on the Four Outdoors, and we'll stay in touch. I promise you. You're right. All right. right take care one. of Jared yeah take care of Jared yep. alright we're gonna be right back with our buddy uh, Johnny Candle Johnny Candle is the uh, 2010 WWC I think it is what they called it back then the, is that wrestling <laughs> hey uh, you see Johnny Candle <laughs> he could be a wrestler there you he go. he'll be right back in a couple of minutes
5: Listen to Total Country Bob FM anytime, anywhere, online at mybobcountry.com. Thanks to Aurora Asphalt and Concrete. Go to aurora-asphalt.com for a free quick estimate.
0: You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devils covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit Devil'sLakeND.com and thanks. Call Dezeal Heating and AC when you need dependable,
1: affordable, and professional AC repair at your West Metro or Wright County home. Dezeal knows the feeling when your AC goes out on a hot summer day. Don't sweat over a unit that's on the fritz. Dezeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dezeal's trucks are stocked to repair any AC system and can get your cool air flowing again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your AC goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it's too late. (laughs) DezealHVAC.com
3: If you love the outdoors and haven't stepped into Capra's on Highway 65 in Blaine, here's what you can expect. It has a huge gun shop loaded with specialty ammo and one of the best gunsmiths in the state. It has a complete archery shop with a 20 yard range on site. It has all the fishing tackle, rods and electronics you could possibly need. To top it off, the employees are experts with decades of experience. Go check it out and say hi to Sam, Capra's Outdoors.
0: A Balsam Beach Resort is just five miles south of Bemidji, not just to fish, but completely enjoy a memorable family experience. Sure, multi-species fishing on beautiful Lake Plantagenet is superb, but with the heated pool, all the lakeshore water toys, basketball court, bonfires at night, Balsam Beach Resort is a must. Patty and Clint, they work their butts off to make sure that the cabins and grounds are spotless, and your guests are going to make memories, and they're going to last a lifetime. Trust Strewman on this one. Check out balsambeachresort.com.
6: Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with the combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com.
0: It's a privilege to be able to brag about Arrowhead Outdoors of Ely every week. It's the oldest bait store in Ely. Arrowhead is Ely's largest provider of live bait with a huge selection of tackle, camping, and hunting supplies. And there's a very good chance you're going to walk out of that store knowing you've met two new, very helpful friends. You're pulling a trailer? Arrowhead Outdoors offers every customer off-street parking, and that's rare in Ely, Minnesota. Hey, tell Chris and Steve you were sent by the four outdoorsmen. Go catch a few fish, Arrowhead Outdoors, elymn.com.
3: Upgrade your summer fun and save big with Power Lodge Power Sale. For a limited time, save up to $3,500 on select aluminum and fiberglass fishing boats from brands like Alumacraft, Smokercraft, and Triton. Save up to $21,000 on select new Godfrey and Bennington pontoons. Hit the trails this summer with the new CF Moto Z4 side-by-side starting at $99.99. Hit the lakes and trails in style this summer. The Power Lodge Power Sale going on now. Not all brands carried in all locations. Visit or call your local Power Lodge for more details. Total Country, Bob FM. All
0: right, we got the big guest, the big shot on the show right now on The Four Outdoorsmen, Johnny Candle. Johnny, my friend, and yes, we are friends now. Uh, welcome to The Four Outdoorsmen.
5: Well, it's nice to be here.
0: Yeah. Johnny, I fished with Johnny a couple of days ago, and uh, and I understand what you're talking about. I sold real estate for a lot of years, Johnny, and all of a sudden you see people you haven't seen for years, and they think you're their best friend because they only he need to know one person, but you have to know thousands of people. And you said everyone, you know, you just you just can't remember everyone's name, but they think you feel bad, <laughs> but there's nothing you can do. It's nothing you can. Johnny, how you doing? Who the hell are you? You know, one of those things. Johnny can Yeah. You've had experiences like that. One story about that. I I, I talk too much, Johnny. I sold real estate for years, and my my manager's name was uh, Charlie Mayworm. He's my manager. He's teaching me how to be good in this business. He was at uh, like Festival Foods one time, and some guy comes up and says, hey, Charlie, how you doing? Charlie says, excuse me, I'm not... Do we know each other? He says, you've got my house listed. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, that's not, a, that's not a good guy. That's a true story. Johnny Candle, I tell you what, when you, when you you won the tournament in 2010. What was it called? I won
5: the World Walleye Championship Shit, that's, in 2010. That's, true. that's yeah.
0: the big one, man. That's the big one. It's that, uh, uh, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. I'm, I'm proud to have fun with you uh, uh, a couple of days ago on, on the uh, the, uh devil's lake tours and media thing
3: what do you got mark uh johnny this is mark here um i know we've had you on before yep and uh thank you for joining us again and i went over your bio again you're originally from lake erie is that correct
5: yes i was born and raised in ohio uh, moved to north dakota in 1996 uh, there was a woman involved who's not <laughs> anymore. Uh, that's a, a story over a couple cold ones that we can share someday. But yeah, uh, yeah. No, I've uh, been in, in North Dakota since 1996 and in Devil's Lake since the year 2000 and uh, kind of glad I got here, right? Sometimes it takes a uh, uh, not so good situation to get you in the right place in life and I definitely feel like I'm there. And uh, as Drew got to see, uh, it's pretty easy to understand why a fishing guide stays here because yep. it's
3: Absolutely phenomenal! Phenomenal. Well, uh, I know that you've traveled the Midwest walleye fishing, and you know, I thought it's either a woman or walleyes that brought them to North Dakota. So (laughs) I guess (laughs) maybe it's both, but. you fished all
0: over. He might have won the WWC, the Walleyes and Women Championships there in 2012 go. <laughs> that, 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 that got him over. Oh, go ahead, go we, ahead
3: We've met a couple guys that have moved there because of a lady, and it's like, there isn't that many ladies in North Dakota. There's...
0: <laughs> uh, no? Well,
5: what's the, the state slogan? There's a pretty girl behind every tree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good. Hey, since Mark, I tell you what, let, we'll get to Devils Lake. We had a wonderful time, and thank you very much for taking care of us and spending. You know, of course, Susie counters is a good friend of yours as well. Devils Lake tourism, and you like to give back as much as you get as well. So you donated two days of your time to help us catch fish and promote Devils Lake tourism, and that just shows the world what kind of guy johnny candle is but but mark brought up lake erie you got to go through how you guys started cleaning fish with your old man on lake erie i think it's a great story tell us because i was watching him in the in the fish house my job was to clean the fish i mean i mean wash them when they go i don't i'm not good at cleaning walleyes these guys are like magicians and i commented something about that tell us how you guys started in this industry when you're working with the old man
5: Yeah, so my father started a charter boat on Lake Erie, 1987, uh, or 88, I'm sorry. I just graduated from high school. It made a great summer job for a guy working as a deckhand, first mate, whatever you want to call it, on a charter boat. Well, our customers needed fish clean. So I said, sure, I can clean fish, Uh, charge a dollar a piece. And I would clean my dad's limit of fish, uh, you know, for his clients, 35, 40 fish a day. They usually give you a $50 bill. Hey kid, keep the change. And then the next thing you know, the charter boat next to my dad says, Hey, could you do that for my clients? And then (laughs) two other charter boats are, can you do that for my clients? And I'm like, yeah, I can, but it started to get to be a little overwhelming. So I went and found a couple other buddies around the docks and said, Hey, uh, you want to clean fish for me? It pays 50 cents a fish. (laughs) <laughs> so nice. now yeah. I'm uh, I'm running a little side hustle here where I I'm cleaning fish for you know 20 25 30 it got up to be about 50 60 charter boats I had three guys working for me and again I'm making a buck a fish and 50 cents a fish off of theirs and next thing you know the guy that owns the marina is mad because I'm making money off of his fish cleaning facilities so uh <laughs> he started complaining about how much extra it was costing him and I just threw 100 dollar bills at that guy till he got quiet and <laughs> Next thing you know, they ran me out of that marina to a different place, and someone bought my fish cleaning business away from me, and uh, life ended up okay. But, yeah, it was. Uh, I've cleaned, oh, it's true, I don't even want to think how many thousands and thousands, uh, definitely hundreds of thousands. I don't know if I can say I've got to millions of fish yet. But if I keep on the pace I'm going, I'm sure I will before my life expires. You know, it reminds so, me of. Hang I've, on a second, I've Mark. a few fish.
0: It reminds me of it. There's a movie with with uh, Richard Dreyfuss years ago called The Apprenticeship of Buddy Kravis. <laughs> I don't know if you ever seen it, but it's a, he's a young Jewish guy and he's doing that. He's he's doing all he can to make a buck. And uh, you remind me of Richard Dreyfuss. I'll tell you about the movie later on, but it was a great great movie. Um, tell 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 these guys about when you go to college to pay your tuition. What's that true? I well, lost tell, you there for one tell, second. Tell him when you had to pay your tuition. I think you had to pay your, t- t- your tuition in cash. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah.
5: So, so yeah, I was in college at the time, right? And uh, you got I'm going to college, and I got to pay my tuition. Uh, and back in those days, credit cards were, they were around, but no one really used them much. Uh, I didn't have a checking account, because that means the government would have had to know how much money I <laughs> made between <laughs> fish. Uh, So... I would walk up to the cashier's window and they'd tell me how much I owed, and I'd reach in my pocket and I'd start peeling off these $100 bills. Well, half of them had blood stains on them because you're standing at the fish cleaning station. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And they're paying when, you. Yeah.
5: When someone pays you, and you just grab it with your dirty hand and shove it in your pocket. And these uh, little old ladies that were taking our money would look at me kind of funny, and I'd just say, Don't ask. You don't want to know where the money came from. Right? So. They didn't know if I was uh, earning it legit or if I was killing people on the side or what was going on, but uh, I paid cash for a college degree along the way. I didn't have to take any student loans, and, uh, and it worked out well, and it's not a bad trade to learn. I mean... If uh, worst comes to worst and I got to make a living, I can pick up a fillet knife and go clean fish somewhere, and I'm sure I could <laughs> keep food on the table. So like uh, it's you. kind of a fun story, but uh, I came by it honestly. Atta that's sure.
3: a boy. Well, you you made a bulk of your cash before the electric knife craze. Have you converted, or are you still faster with
2: a oh, straight no. blade?
5: No, I'm a, I'm a convert. I'm yep. a convert. I actually converted during that learning period. Uh, we were buying Black & Decker bread knives from uh, any store that sold them, and you'd burn one up about every three days because they were not durable like they are now. Uh, more than one time, they would get too wet and sparks would fly out of the handle. and uh, it, it, it was a little dicey, but no, I've been a convert for years, and quite honestly, I watch people clean with a regular knife nowadays, and I just shake my head and ask myself why. Once you learn the electric yeah. knife thing, so much quicker, simpler, easier. Uh, you're more efficient, and and let's face it, no one likes cleaning fish. Even a guy that does it a lot, it's my least favorite part of, of my fishing day. Uh, so the quicker you can get it over with, the better. And uh, I just I just don't like sharpening knives. I don't like keeping knives in good shape. Uh, electric knife, you use it till it burns up, throw it away, and go buy another one.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what. You know, I'm, I'm not being. Uh politically correct here, but Dan- Danny Vu, was that Danny's last name? The guy, He's an Asian guy, a Hmong guy, yep. who was is, who is yep. one of the, one of the yep. guests there. Cool guy. He is so animated. He is so excited about the fishing industry. He is great for the Hmong cl- group and all that. He's, he's, he's it was wonderful. And he was telling us, I walked into the fish cleaning booth, and I'm watching his aunt and uncle or his grandma and grandpa cleaning white bass, and they're using, like, machetes, and they are faster than hell. I like the holy <laughs> buckets. These, these people are magicians, I'll tell you. They had an assembly line going, and you can catch bite, white bass there, a cooler white bass. You can catch 40. You can keep 40, and they, they fish all day long, all night long. It was uh, pretty impressive. It was pretty impressive for you as well. Let's talk about Devil's Lake, sir. You, you started fishing on Devil's Lake in 2000. You said the year 2000. We had fun with uh, Jimmy from Northland, I think, Northland Tackle, right? And yep, uh, yep, and, yep. and uh, not Kayla What was his name from Rawfish? Uh, young kid. But anyway, uh, yeah,
5: you would ask me that. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll get it before we're done here.
0: But I had a chance to fish with you, and and you let me do most of the fishing because you guys were doing some kind of promotional thing—an article about you or in, in some publication and talking about particular lures. Tell us about that.
5: Yeah, Jim and uh, Jim Edlund and I had teamed up over the winter months. Uh, before we even knew that this media event was coming together on a few different uh, collaborations uh, for In Fisherman Magazine, Field Stream Magazine, a couple of online places. So we had a list of things that we wanted to get accomplished the day that you were in the boat with us, and it worked out very well that we could uh, catch a fish or two and hit spot lock on the electric trolling motor and let strew sit in the back and catch a few more fish. Yeah, while yeah. We were taking pictures. So right. yeah, you'll be able to look for those articles. Oh, everything's about a year away in the, in the paper publication game, right? The magazine game. So I would say next spring sometime, you'll see those articles come to fruition. But uh, man, what a fishing day we had true We, we had zero problem catching a fish. Now, uh, were they walleye every cast? No, they weren't, but uh, the rods were bent a lot, Stu, as yeah. as you know, you were there. I'm not telling you anything, yeah. and it just speaks volumes for how healthy our lake is right now. When you go back in a little protected bay, uh, put whatever color, size, and shape of jig or lure on you want, throw it around and catch a fish, it was literally that easy. Uh, the day we were in the boat together, it yeah. was a lot of fun.
0: It was one of my top five experiences. My buddy, Bob Krejci, who fished with, he caught the 28-incher. He won the trophy for the biggest walleye. Uh, he is uh, absolutely sold on Devil's Lake. And we've been up there a number of times. And, uh, uh, no, you're right. You're, you're living in God's country right now. Mark's got a question.
3: Yeah, so usually, Johnny, we we usually end up going up there at least once a year. And usually our summer trip is in July or August. And we always catch fish, always catch nice fish. But it sounds like there's something pretty special about the spring. How long do those fish stay up in, you know, four or five feet of water? Do they come up every evening or or is it just kind of a springtime thing?
5: So there's a shallow fishery or a shallow bite on Devil's Lake year round if you take the time to look for it it's much easier to find it right now because it's all water temperature based. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we had ice on the lake less than 20 days ago still. So the warm, warmest water are in the shallower bays. They're protected from the wind. They warm up. They hold their water temperature better. They don't cool off at night quite as bad because the wind's not stirring them up. So this time of year, that shallow bite is easy to find. Uh, As the summer, comes along, and I'm going to say Father's Day is about when it starts to slow in the shallows, right? The fish start leaving the shallows because now it's too warm. Instead of looking for warm water, they start looking for cooler water, but we have enough weed growth shallow that there's always some fish that stay shallow, and then there's always that bite that's created by a wind on the right shoreline. Right now, they don't care what the shoreline is. It can be mud, grass, rocks. Summertime, it's got to be rocks. It's got to have wind on it. Or, like you said, every morning early and every evening, that last hour of daylight, you can pick the right shoreline and have a pretty good chance at catching fish shallow. Now, again, springtime, when they're all shallow, there's a lot more numbers. So the odds are in your favor come summertime. I'm going to say only 20 or 30% of those fish move up shallow in the evening. So there's not the numbers up there that there are right now. So the bite isn't as shallow, but it's still there. If you want to go look for it,
0: I'll tell you what, we got a got a couple of minutes, min- minutes left here, uh, Johnny, I got to do a shout out to, uh, Jeff Dayton and, uh, uh, my buddy Brandon who here, who is on the other studio, would be glad that Jeff Dayton's on his way home from the cabin. He's listening right now, and he's a good friend of ours, so he just wanted to say that. Uh, let's talk about you, you. you got two minutes left here. You've retired from professional walleye fishing. As a matter of fact, the, the N, uh, NWT, I think, is going to be the championship. It's going to be in Devil's Lake here in September, and you're not doing it because once you're done, you're done, and you're guiding all the time. Now you're even doing a gig in in Florida in the winter. Talk a little bit about that.
5: Yeah, I uh, decided when I gave up the professional tournament angling to start expanding my horizons uh, and look at ways I can fish year-round and get paid for it. So I started exploring about a half a dozen years ago in the Gulf of Mexico, started in Venice, Louisiana, absolutely loved the fishing there, didn't care for the living situation. It's a rather depressed part of the country. Uh, Started moving east and ended up settling Uh, just south of Tallahassee, Florida, in a little town of Carrabelle, Florida. It's on the Gulf Coast there. Uh, They actually call that section the Forgotten Coast because it doesn't have any big cities and fancy beaches and big high-rise condo buildings. It's just a little uh, fishing community uh, with a drinking problem. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that bad. Uh, But, man, the fishing is great. We've got all kinds of species, inshore, redfish, speckled trout, uh, near shore fishing grouper snapper some reef fishing with amber jacks and sharks and all that stuff uh, if anybody wants to come down south and fish with a guy from up north uh, tell some stories and catch a few fish i'd love to talk to him about it they can find my information online just uh, do a google for johnny candle i'm a pretty easy guy to track down
0: i told you before you know we got to wrap this up right now because your buddy uh, mark fisher and and uh, Larry Hansen are sitting in the studio right across the way from us. They're on at seven o'clock. But uh, they, you were born for success with the name Johnny Candle. This is you know this <laughs> you you had it you had a head start, young man. Johnny, thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsmen. I had so much fun with you a couple of days back. I look forward to it. every time I come to Devils. I'll give you a call. We'll get together and pray to God. I'll sneak down to Florida one of these days as well. Take care of yourself. Be safe. Have a great summer, and we'll stay in touch. All right.
5: All right, take care, Strew. Be careful out there. Thanks
0: for being so nice. Hey, got to wrap it up. Thanks, everybody. Get ready for Real Talk Outdoors. The boys are next. But in the meantime, my buddy Mark Lukey's got something to
3: say. Get outside and make some memories.